Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer. For years to come, try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired keep evolving welcome to the inspired evolution holy crap it is a revolution here today we have with us julian goodalai julian how are you brother i'm ready this is awesome i love your intro i love that high energy the inspired vibe (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing good. It's it's the evening here in Brazil where I'm sitting and I'm just like really, really looking forward to dive deep with you. We are getting all the vibes today. Not only do we have William, but we've got him here from Alto Paraíso in Brazil. <laughs> Man, it is so special to have you here today, especially tuning in from that part of the world. For those tuning in to Julian for the first time, he is okay let's let's just tune into the superficial stuff for a sec yeah just i'll do the honors he's a media and a content creator oh yeah that means a lot (laughs) it'll it'll get like you'll realize in the podcast why i'm putting it this way but he does work as a host teacher and a transformational coach and i think therein lies the sort of rabbit hole that we're going to go deeper into he's passionate about writing and learning from the wisdom of nature here we go we're starting to get deeper in the rabbit hole he's responsible and responsible is a really interesting word, yeah? He's responsible for expanding the way that we view and interact with the planet through inspiring interviews that he shares on his podcast. If you're loving the Inspired Evolution, please go check out Green Planet, Blue Planet. Amazing podcast, amazing conversations. Brother, thank you so much for doing this here with us today. Thank you, brother. I, I, I think it's my honor to be here with you and be here with all of you. I'm, 
I'm stoked to dive deeper into, you know, the nature wisdom that's currently flowing pretty strong here in Alto Paraíso. I'm so excited that you know this place, you know, I, I had no idea going on this line that, you know, you go to Brazil regularly, you, you've heard of Alto and we, we just, uh, before we hit record, we were just vibing on the amount of green that is mm. around uh, one here in the, the Cerrado Mountains. It's just one of the luscious places I know on the planet. It's incredible. And when you get to Brazil, it's like, it was just such a massive sort of, yeah, this place is green, like in its energy and you see the flag, right? It's like green and gold. It's like, ah, oh, I start to get it. And Australia, when you come here, like the indigenous flag for Australia is red, black and yellow. And like Australia really is a red country. Um, but I didn't like, I see a lot of green here because we live around a lot of nature. But then when you start to go to places like Brazil and you're like, oh yeah, that's green. And my country's red, you know, and it's, it's interesting sort of feeling into just the, just how lush Brazil really is. And yeah, just all the, the plant life and the creatures and all the, everything that comes with that. Brother, there is so many, many places we could go in this conversation. I'm excited to see where we do go. But uh, I just want to take a sec because we're both, uh, we're both hand panners. <laughs> and um, it's, uh, yeah, it's such a, it's such a beautiful instrument. It's such a meditative instrument. It's, um, it's such a forgiving instrument. Um, it's such Still a welcoming yeah. instrument. People yeah. like, I remember when I picked it up and I just started tapping a little bit and I was like, oh, this sounds good. It's like, this sounds better than my musical abilities even are, <laughs> if I'm honest uh, with you. That's, that's, that's exactly where, where <laughs> that handpan met me. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm in that flow all the time. That's incredible. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that when I play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many and notes so on a guitar, man. <laughs> I, I committed. I committed. I, I got myself one and I'm practicing. I mean, there's many layers to it, and to entertain the whole circle, I'm not sure if I'm quite yet at that level, but I'm, I'm gonna make my way there. It's it's a total pleasure to, you know, let music, let rhythm, let you know that that vibe that life has for us all the time to let that inform um, my life increasingly. I mean. You know, there's two ways I could go with about music. One is I'm in Brazil. So there's like every single person is the best tambourine player on the planet. <laughs> it's just how it is here. The rhythms are like actually insane. And not just rhythms, like offbeat rhythms, which like your brain is still trying to like, how do I even, and they're like, and you're like okay. Literally, exactly, exactly. And then there's the other way to, to connect with music. And that's, you know, I grew up in, in Germany, um, total global nomad since the age of 15, but where I grew up, you know, many, many people maybe had that experience too. I was actually in a choir, which I love because I love singing. It's just like, you know, my soul comes alive, but you know, choir teacher was like, you're not a baritone or anything else, you know, so like deep trauma, <laughs> like little, little, little hard, you know, I'm never going to so find my place. Pen, <laughs> yeah. The pen is like the antidote to it. It's just yeah. like, nope your musical just go for it as long as it feels good keep playing keep playing yeah yeah it's really interesting to just reflect on that journey and i promise we'll dive deeper into the green planet blue planet stuff shortly but um yeah even when i it was actually brazil that healed a lot for me in terms of i used to play the doubler like which is a i don't know if it's a hand percussion it's an indian instrument um for the temple here in australia like oh the temple was teaching me how to play but it was so like indoctrinating and so rigid um that it like it sapped the joy i always had the joy the teacher actually really wanted to teach me because every time i'd watch him play my eyes would just light up and i was like oh my god i want to watch and learn how to play this but then learning it just just this really monotonous 
like heavily disciplined for and didn't like it spark a lot of joy. It was very like learn how to do this, 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 this for years and then don't actually explore your creativity. And it was actually when I got to Brazil that um yeah, I was sitting in a community and they were like, drum. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't drum. And they're like, drum, like we can see your your passion for it. And they gave me full permission to butcher their songs for like two or three songs. And then eventually though, there was this beautiful thing where like once I clicked in, it's like the whole community felt that I clicked in and like it was special for them that they gave a brother space to go and find himself through music and click in with the community via the rhythms and stuff. And it was such a beautiful, like everybody was like, yeah, you're getting it and you're in and you're in. And it meant so much to them to hold space for me to find myself in the music. It's such a beautifully supportive, supportive journey. And that's one of the things that I find good leaders um, do a lot and good communities do a lot. They see the essence of you, which is something I hear you talk a lot about. They see the essence of you way before you can even sometimes even see yourself. And they're there just fanning your flames to watch the fire grow. What does essence mean to you, bro? That's a great question. Ooh, a deep one too. I'll take a deep breath just to let it come straight from the heart. Mm-hmm. I think essence is who we are, brother. I mean, essence is is like our true identity, even, even maybe more than soul, you know? That's like the gifts and the potential, like our dormant DNA included. You know, like old school science said like, oh, like 90% junk DNA. Yeah, no, 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 surely nature with its infinite wisdom just put 99% junk in. Yeah. Exactly. And so and so that latent DNA, that DNA that wants to be activated, I believe that's our actual essence. Like it's it's the true version of who we are. And you know, mm. in our you know nimble human abilities at this point in, in time, leaning into this essence, connecting back to essence, understanding that as you just said, the infinite intelligence of life is full of essence, right? when we connect to that way of, of feeling life, of connecting with life, with that om- omniscience and this omnipresence of, of this certain kind of subtle quality, everything mm. changes. And so essence is a little bit of a, you know, maybe a, a difficult word to define and explain, but that's where I would go with it. It's just, it's the intelligence of life itself and the way it expresses uniquely through you. And when, you know, when I see people transition and transform from what they were taught to do and what their trauma tells them and maybe what their intelligent mind tells them transition to what their essence actually wants for them for Mm. me that's that's like joy factor like (laughs) 1000 it's just like right on like hearts are shining right it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're better at the the tabla or the hand pen than me i don't i don't give a shit as long as i can see your joy because that joy is what that what makes the world really really a different place and Honestly, like you, you just said, Green Planet, Blue Planet, I know it's a podcast and it sounds all environmental, but really at the core of it, that's what my calling with this project is about too, is to, to continue to deepen our understanding of co-creating a planet that is created from essence in alignment with nature and nature's intelligence. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Love you. Let's talk about that journey because I... Mm. Speak what's on your heart, Amrit. So, and maybe this will weave into one of the questions that I was itching to ask you today or for the listener to tune into because following your work, it is so yummy 
to have you again and again go concept versus embodiment, concept versus embodiment, concept versus embodiment. Those that will tune into Julian's work, this is a this is a consistent theme. It's like conceptually, this is what's coming forth. Embodiedly, this is what's coming forth. And it's a really powerful distillation. It's almost worth just me pausing to ask you that, um, to, to describe the difference between the two. But I'm going to go there and ask the entire question, which is, the relationship with imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ourselves and how bettering and improving our relationship with ourselves thus becomes this, oh, we're going to become better stewards for the planet just as a natural defunct of that almost. And it's like, and trusting in that. Because, how, like, there, it, there's such a, it sounds so disconnected, the two things. It's like, oh, yeah, my journey of self-realization is actually the best thing that I can do for the Mother Earth, for the planet that we live on. Um, it's like, yes, and, but what about all the other stuff? And it's like, mm, and, but there's so much trust when I listen into all your work that it's like, that is the path. It's like find yourself, your truest self, the essence of you is honoring, is noble, is courageous, is loving, and it is the best steward for the planet. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And if you can weave in maybe concept versus embodiment, <laughs> what are your thoughts in that space? Yeah. <laughs> big question, really big question. <laughs> yeah, man, thanks for, thanks for hearing that in the work I put out there and seeing those nuances. I, I really appreciate that reflection first of first, uh, first of the bet. Um, really deep question. I think, you know, at large, we're in a time of transition, a time of transformation, right? You call it a revolution. I think transformation mm -hmm. is a similar word with, with just this like forward going kind of energy to it. And so for me, the transformation is from a conceptual experience and understanding of who we are into an embodied state that's one of the big transformations that's happening on the planet yeah. the way i grew up the schooling system i grew up all conceptual mm. you know i mean it was like whatever five percent embodiment you know yeah if even <laughs> <laughs> right and so and so the transition is actually is is a transformation to become stewards of the earth because if we are just conceptually talking about the levels of carbon and the level of uh, pollution and the level of plastics and the well, but economically speaking, this is a viable factor for us to maybe make some more money. You know, I mean, that's all bullshit. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, it's all BS. And 
<laughs> I've been on this journey, right? Like, so for me, that's, that's not something I, I necessarily would have said five years ago, but, you know, uh, with having hosted Green Planet, Blue Planet and having hosted a venture capital think tank for a while and having consulted mm-hmm. and blah, 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 having had all of these relationships with people that are of all of these worlds, I've noted mm-hmm. that when we stay conceptual, mm-hmm. we miss the mark of what actually is the transformation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is this, this famous Albert Einstein quote, which I'm going to butcher, like that a problem occurs on one level of consciousness and the solution is going to uh, occur on another level a very different level yeah yes yeah. and so a, a, in a nutshell it's it's conceptual and, and embodied because you can only you know heal the planet by being a human that lives in integrity with the natural world around you if you're still taking with a primarily colonial mindset with a primarily economic mindset to extract from nature itself just for the gains of it mm-hmm. without having the integrity of where that is in the balance of the planet it you know, you can conceptually create many awards and UN SDGs and blah, blah, blah mm. around it. It will not do anything, but just perpetuate mm. the same thing. And so, so conceptually, because we're such an intellectual creature and we have this, you know, beautiful prefrontal cortex, we, mm. we, can, we can fool ourselves. Like I, I would say, you know, part of my own awakening journey is just like realizing the layers of self-deception <laughs> that, that, that I, I, I transition out of every couple of months, every couple of years. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speak, exactly. Speak for yourself. <laughs> and I'm going to bring it all the way to your example with, with the drum in, in the community in Brazil that you had is mm. when you transition from or transform from the, the, the idea of what the drum is, the idea of the, what the rhythm is, the idea of knowing what the right thing to play is, you transition mm-hmm. into just trying it out. Mm-hmm. What's the best place to do this? It's, it's when you're witnessing community. And so mm-hmm. on this planet, we all witness each other. We just, again, we're in, in big deception about this. We all mm-hmm. witness our you know, pollution uh, consequences, the, 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 mm-hmm. the havoc we, we create with, with extraction. But we pretend still to this day that, uh, well, maybe conceptually we could create these carbon credits and then you pay like a little bit more and someone else earns on that. Again, I believe even all the way to carbon credits, that might still be BS because what it's really about is that we create a relationship to our local environment in the global context, right? And so Mm. um, ecosystems are only as healthy as the waterways and the soil in this certain ecosystem. And then they inform the ecosystem of the entire planet. And so your example of the drum, I mean, that's the pathway of embodiment. The community holds you responsible. Mm. In fact, they call you forward. They say, we see your essence, mm. come, come, play, come play with us. Now mm. imagine, and this is kind of the whole, you know, intention and the, the download and the reason why I just said, fuck, apparently I'm gonna start a podcast. Imagine a world where that's how you start from the get-go. As a child, you, you don't get schooled and trained into this, these layers of deception to be a production factor in the economy, but you mm. actually start at the solution level of consciousness to say, no, wait a second, my embodied journey is the best I can contribute to my local environment and to my global context. And nature is my primary teacher. Mm-hmm. My curiosity is my, my compass or my, my, mm-hmm. my way of making experiences. And my community is my reflection. And so that's what I called in when I started Green Planet, Blue Planet. And, you know, my journey is also letting go of that conceptual identity, of course. Like, of course, I had 
and maybe even still have some layers of like a, a autobiographical identity. But again, that's mm. all bullshit. It's all in my mind about, you know, remember the early days of Facebook, what I would put out for others to see about me. That's not really who, who, who Julian is though, right? Mm. Like who you experience me to be is just as much me than what I'm pretending or trying to put out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So if I, I can measure by what I the am. community, exactly. Yeah. If I measure yeah. who I really am by how the community experiences me, mm. I'm in direct relationship, which is embodiment. Much more embodied, and then, yeah. You know, I mean, then we're, you know, you kind of got me on a roll here where, 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 where the lessons start because basically then making mistakes is just part of the path. Mm. Conceptually, I, I want to be perfect, man. I want to be like healthy and good looking and have money and all the things and blah, blah, blah. But that's just conceptually. In reality, if you spend a week with me, you'll see where I shine and you'll see where you're like, oh, yo, this dude still has to grow in this aspect. And mm. oh, I, I like how he does that. But this other thing, I'll do it differently because that's mm. how we are as humans. We're, we're not meant to be machines. We're mm. meant to be on an embodied journey and witness each other and love each other into becoming you know, more embodied. Yeah. Well. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that question that comes through for me in that space. And I didn't actually expect us to go here, but we're both fathers. Um, I've got a little eight month old, so it's been sort of like very present for me recently, especially because he's going through his regression and he's not sleeping. And that's like, and that means I'm not sleeping and, and we're totally connected. Um, bless yeah. his little cotton socks. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that's going on in there is we talk about imagine, and this was the, you know, the, what you mentioned, imagine if you were learning to be embodied or held to witness as community for your essence to sort of come through from that early on, you know, like just learning to do that. And, you know, I often say this, we're blessed here in Australia, or even in Melbourne, like to have such potent community around us. Um, thanks to the Inspired Evolution, thanks to, you know, so many amazing people that are just invested in the similar vision that we've got, touch wood, um, that he, like half the work is done. Like he's going to grow up with a really solid community around him, similar to what you're experiencing in uh, Alto Paraiso, similar to what we've got here. But, but... One of the questions that emerged for me is, and this is something that I don't think we sort of shine enough of a light on, is even for people such as yourself and myself, and this is going to sound egoic, but just let's just park that for a sec, for us trying to be solution-oriented, yeah, and even just my son's essence, let's say, trying to cultivate the solution-oriented sort of frequency that Einstein quote about sort of being on, the problem is created on one level, but the solution's on another level. By the way, just slight tangent, this is the first time I recognised that the that level doesn't have to be higher actually you could you could drop in a level yeah because embodiment could be lower and grounding it anyway that was a really exactly. cool drop in for me that's something i'm taking away from today's <laughs> podcast myself um don't mind that, now that you shared it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah. in that like recognizing that trying to be solution oriented yeah we've yeah. got the solution oriented and trying to trying to support that with the embodiment potentially or not even potentially actually i can identify it with my own system and he happy to hear your thoughts on this potentially as well and it's a bit of an icky topic that's so why i'm taking a long time to ask this question but the trauma that comes from being solution oriented interfacing with a world that potentially is not assuming the responsibility and is consistently perpetuating problem-based thinking and trying to reconcile the two 
within your system trying to hold a frequency and an essence and that is your truest self when everybody else is potentially and not everybody else but there is so much of the consistent programming that everyone is subjected to that is further perpetuating the deception the trauma that comes from that and the challenges that come from that even just you hosting a podcast green planet blue planet um, and the conversations you get to have and the inspired heart that's in there and then we walk out back into the 3d world and sort of go okay and this is how we've got to navigate this the challenge between our essence interfacing with the environment that we're in can we speak to that a little bit yeah let's 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 drop in uh, where you know kind of the rubber hits the road I, to be honest with you i'll, I'll start with just so i don't know <laughs> right i don't know and this is part of the pathway of embodiment rather than conceptual because conceptually the way i, By the way, school, I love I should, that yeah i should yeah, know yeah, everything yeah. i should know everything if i don't know i'm a i'm a i'm an f or a six or whatever your school system gives you but yeah. i don't actually know and that yeah. that keeps me connected to my essence and my innocence and not my ego or my personality that would you know mm. like to show off and i want to start there and then second, secondly, I mean, solution oriented is also like a pretty loaded word because it could mean different things to different people. If your solution is just to continue to live from your essence and trust that and just like live fucking out loud, mm. you don't have to worry about what other people think the right solution to a topic is because that's where, you know, politics start. And, and, and somehow something about politics is geopolitics and, you know, medical advice at this point in our timeline is like i don't know if i can trust all of this you know so what's more important is to find the solution in your own essence i believe and mm -hmm. so coming back mm -hmm. to a kid growing up in that in, in that world is like if you create the environment with your community and the the schooling pathway that um a young human knows to understand who he or she is knows to understand who he or she is in context to the relationship of nature and knows to understand who he or she is in, in relationship to, to curiosity. Mm. Well, then there's another quality to face the outside world, and that's resilience. Yeah. Because you don't know, man, like maybe there's a, your, your son is going to be mm. so curious about all of the flaws of this really fucked up old system that's dying around us. Mm. And it's going to just empower him even more. <laughs> and you protecting him is going to be the worst thing you could do for his ass. I don't know that. You don't know that, right? Yeah. So, yep. so there isn't really a like silver bullet or one size fits all formula. ever in life. Mm -hmm. There is no formula. However, and this is not something again that I, I I claim to know, but I've you know gone through different education systems myself. I've I've, I've played in in you know the Waldorf world for a little bit, and in like a civilian service I did as an eighteen year old in in Italy and you know I, I've interviewed many people I've, I've tried to start a school in Vancouver Island with a whole group mm. of parents that kind of went off for six months and then kind of didn't take off fully mm. and and so lots of these wisdom keepers around alternative approaches they come back mm. to the main principle of an education for fu the future is nature mm. and then the guiding forces are curiosity and love and love includes boundaries right because a child might not know its boundaries in this physical world but if you're mm -hmm. nourished with love and your curiosity is rewarded and put into context of this world and you are learning in nature under the sky with the earth with your bare foot on the ground 
-hmm. your own system will boot up. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what we all are experiencing as adults now, as we're going to plan medicine ceremonies or sit in communities or learn at events. Our systems boot up from the ground up, from nature herself, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than from top down, like, let me understand this new artificial intelligence and how it could enhance <laughs> my being if I put a chip into my brain. Like, I don't want to do that. What's the next part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, and so, the booting up is the part, the point that I'm wanting to make is what you can mm -hmm. ensure as a parent and with your community and maybe even with the school that you, or the unschooling that your 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 child goes to is that that booting up happens. And yeah, I mean. I assume that you don't want to control the life of your child anyway. And so at a certain place, there is just surrender. I mean, it's going to happen as it's going to happen. And, you know, especially about trauma or um, I, I can, I can use another word that, that makes the same parallel, but I don't think if two enlightened parents educate a child, the child will be without trauma. There's always mm -hmm. going to be some friction from which the child will then later on learn again. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying the same indoctrinated deception trauma that our generation mm -hmm. went through and all the generations before us. Mm -hmm. but, but there's always going to be something that's friction for more growth and learning, right? Just like, like life is not all good vibes. Like I love being inspired. I love being like super happy and, and have <laughs> positive emotions, but I'm not that all the time. And to mm -hmm. pretend that I am, that would... I don't think it's going to help anyone. And so allowing a child to go through that just as much, mm -hmm. which it sounds like he's, he's demanding it right now with me like, yo dad, mm -hmm. I don't want to sleep at all. Right? <laughs> I yeah. think that's part of building the resilience and, you know, just to go from education for children for what, what you and I are dedicated to, which is lifelong learning on the other hand, like mm -hmm. as a lifelong learner, that's the same tools. Like, can we just become more resilient? So I'll give you an example with the outside world. Right now, in my experience, I am in Alto Paraíso, the Cerrado Mountains in Brazil. It is divine and serene here, crystalline waters. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those places that there's, there's very little agrotoxin in the, in, the, in the soil, specifically here, a little bit further away, there, there is some. So it's like a very like high vibing, peaceful place. But if I turn on my cell phone, I get distracted within like 10 seconds. <laughs> and so... I could choose to be on that cell phone all day and, 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 and nourish my dopamine addictions, like the Instagrams or whatever people do, you know, mm. or I can choose to become more resilient than that and only use it for as the tool that I want to use it and then put it away and then reconnect with that booting up energy. Right. Mm. And so it kind of goes the same for us as adults, as it goes for, for kids. But the mechanisms are mechanisms that we, we, I believe we do have to learn. And it's, it's following our curiosity, trusting ourselves, like appreciating our essence. You know, we're not all the same. We're all unique mm. and, and becoming resilient in the process. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, one of the things that, and you, you called me out on this because there is some part of me that projects on my son, you know, <laughs> this, uh, oh, yeah. Gen X, Gen Y, you know, and then part of me is just like, come on, man, be the regeneration. <laughs> you know? Like, can't you please be the regeneration? Like, come on, man, I got you. I'll hold some space. Let's do this. And then I'm like, How old is he? I'm like, you put, you put, he's eight months, bro. <laughs> I'm just like, relax, Rasta, leave him alone. Like, leave him alone. 
<laughs> Come on, bro. He's gonna do his thing. Yeah. Come on, regenerate. <laughs> it's like jazz. Leave him alone, Amrit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I use that as a as a little. Plus, he probably okay? has those codes though deeply. <laughs> I that's, part of that. that's part of that. Right? Yeah, but even it's, just that, you know, learning to sort of just give him his space to figure out who he wants to be. Mm. But in there, bro, regeneration. What does it mean to you? Can you well? Can you describe it a little bit to us? Because yeah, it was kind of a revolutionary shift for me when I started. Like sustainability was something that people were always talking about. My background was an engineer. I did a lot at the time for research and stuff in terms of unpacking more sustainable ways, trying to green urban environments, trying to make it more sustainable. And I realized sustainability is an economical thing, right? Which is like, okay, if we keep pillaging the planet, we're gonna run out of planet to pillage. It's not sustainable. <laughs> it's like, oh, build rockets to Mars. That's not the green thing that I actually thought I was contributing to sustainability. Felt like Pachamama, Mama Earth, and it was like, actually, no, yeah, it's yeah. it's still economic, bro. But then this thing emerged, which is like regenerative, and I was like, oh, that's kind of how nature operates. Tell us a little bit about regeneration, bro. Well, you just said it best. That's how nature <laughs> operates. I think yeah. again, like in the context of the modern world and the the you know capital structures that that are all around us we got to be really careful that regeneration and regenerative doesn't just turn into another buzzword because it's just on vogue and people like want to use it and you know but at its essence and now mixing essence and regeneration but they're kind of you know they're very similar it's a yeah. principle of life regeneration is nothing i made up or you made up or 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 a company made up it's a principle of life like think of the 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 life cycle between us like you know like bodies like our, our human body and the earth and the trees and the fungi and you know the mycelium the fungi is, is a whole kingdom that is here to 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 you know decompose life at the end of that part of the cycle to then regenerate the next cycle with more nourishment mm. for the soil and so it's like you know it's it's kind of like the economic cycle of the planet itself and so if we get even a little bit smarter and transform from conceptual to embodied we will just start becoming who we were meant to be that the indigenous people have held up for many many thousands of years on this planet in mm. fact all the indigenous people and we will understand that our role as humans is to be part of the cycle of life right eco not ego is one of those memes that goes around we're mm. part of the cycle and in that cycle, regeneration is a process. Mm -hmm. And that process is something we can attune to, live with, and operate from. And, and so I think that's maybe like the shortest way I can, can put that into context. I love that. Thank you so much. And one of the things that, um, yeah, when, when, when I feel you describe it that way, I can feel the, the kind of reconciliation that's required within my system mm -hmm. to sort of come back home to that. And when I think about it, I find myself challenged if I'm open and vulnerable about it, because there is this world of technology that's emerging. And I do run the risk oftentimes to sort of demonize technology, but I've heard you speak to it and it's not intentionality is everything, you know, it's, there's the, there's, it's, it's a force for change for good, but then there's also the indigenous uh, ways that you reflected just then is, you know, learning to live in deeper connection, like you said, boot up, <laughs> you know, mama nature, like connecting, honoring what's there. So it's almost like 
do you feel that we're sort of bridges to try and learn to how to reconcile those two things and also in the process our relationship with the earth what does reconciliation sort of mean to you we're not shy of huge topics today this is great <laughs> <laughs> we're inspired yeah, I mean, and evolving bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on the green and blue planet this is what we signed up for you and i <laughs> yeah man so so um really big question again yes nature and tech there is a place where they meet and i'm going to try to explain that a bit more there is a part of technology as we know it right now that i would also not demonize but definitely say no thanks to Mm. Uh, i am on this planet to be an organic being and Mm. i don't want to become an artificial intelligence or a robot thank you no Mm -hmm. um and you can choose you know (laughs) um and and so that's that's one part of it i do also believe that the tools that are currently here i mean we're having this conversation via laptops you know our computers and cell phones and people are listening on cell phones so the tools that are here that are currently actually like quite literally enslaving us into like these dopamine cycles and addiction cycles, these same tools can be used to free ourselves mm. if our intention and our action is an in integrity, right? So like imagine uh, Instagram and Facebook world that wasn't designed to sell your digital imprint, but to empower your digital imprint. I mean, it would be that simple. Anyway, so there's, there's that whole area and we will have to build this together as people. And in fact, I've interviewed people and I know you are in touch with many people that are doing this and are wanting mm-hmm. to do this, right? And so that's one part. But then reconciliation is like this huge word and this huge topic because like, yes, like, you know, there's a dying world here. There's a dying system, which is the colonial system, but that colonial system has left a trail of destruction behind it, literal killing. We've, mm. we, we're killing animals by the hundreds of millions every mm-hmm. like month mm-hmm. or more maybe even. We've been killing each other as humans. And, you know, I mean, I grew up in Germany, I had to reconcile German history as a, a child in school. And, you know, I'm by no means think that that's a topic that's over at any point, you know? It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy what's happened on this planet. And maybe not all of our history as it's being told is totally factual. Maybe there are some, some hidden chapters, but reconciliation will still be our, you know, our, it's, it's going to be our responsibility to reconcile, work. to forgive, yeah. to be responsible, to come into the ability to respond to what happened in history and come into right relationship, which is an indigenous um, phrase, right? Like the idea of all my relations. And so, mm. um, yeah, I believe reconciliation is a huge part of our generation. And, mm. and from there, we move into regeneration, which again, it's a process of life itself, but maybe your son's generation is going to be the, the gen re, regen, <laughs> regen. And so, and so yeah. the, I don't think there's going to be real regeneration without reconciliation. Mm. And you know, when we talk about the cycles of nature and like bo- booting up, like we said earlier, you know, that sounded really, really awesome in the moment, but also nature sometimes is just massively slow or incredibly mm-hmm. destructive. And so it's also learning to live with those cycles. You know, we said Alto Paraiso a few times. I love being here. These last three days, I basically did nothing. And mm-hmm. it feels uncomfortable at times because it would feel so much more comfortable to charge at something. Mm-hmm. But if I charge at something from my conceptual mind, I'm basically another colonializer. 
right? <laughs> and then being in a in a in a in a male white body from like born in Germany, like I got to be really conscientious about that because people see that really quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, there's there's so much in there, you know, and 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 it all comes back to for me how we live in relationship relationship with ourselves. Like, are we building an autobiographical conceptual idea of what life is or are we embodying mm-hmm. a journey and on that we're vulnerable and transparent and, and and like we make mistakes and then in relationship to earth and in relationship to community and um mm. i believe that's all already happening even if someone doesn't agree with what i'm saying i believe that these relationships mm. they simply are so mm. we can just become aware of them and then then form them as we as we step in and step forward mm. Brother, thank you so much. And, the way, and maybe, yeah. so, sorry sorry to add one more because now it's circling back yeah. to nature tech, right? Yeah. So I hope like, ojala, as they say in Spanish, like fingers crossed, mm. man. Like I hope, I hope, mm-hmm. I hope that this technological layer that we're currently surrounded by, this like black goo plastic shit, <laughs> that it will, it, I, I mean, on the big level, like, Where's the fungus that eats it? We need we need that fungus. Yeah. <laughs> it exists. And then step two, like you know, even the internet we're talking on today, but like, maybe that's gonna collapse one day, and we're gonna create a peer-to-peer internet that actually allows us to have sovereign ownership of our data. Like mm. you know, and then when it comes to to the nature element of tech, again, nature does all the things. We are part of nature. We just have to mm. read what nature is doing. Nature has a perfect banking system. Look at the forest. Look at the nutrient exchange of trees and mycelium to help each other grow, but also to help yourself grow. It's, it's like a, you know, a symbiotic reciprocal relationship. We could model many of our technologies after what nature is showing us. And, and I think we're on that pathway, mm-hmm. but we're also like at the, just after the apex point of this, like, you know, like black goo weird weird destructive society like we you know we are paradoxes mm. you and i we were born yeah. into that world and we've mm. done all the bullshit and then we're like whoa this doesn't feel good at all <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. and it doesn't feel yeah. good in relation the essence either. starts like, to scream <laughs> rage against the, yeah. the dark night <laughs> <The> plastic <laughs> goo <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah I'm glad you know I, what I'm what I'm what I'm putting down here. Yeah, That's absolutely, good. absolutely, bro. Thank Ooh. you for sharing. This <laughs> One of the things that just dropped in for me in such a potent way, and I, I thank you for this deeply. Um, the all my relations piece. Uh, call it naivety. Uh, it was always the people. I just dropped into, it's not just people, <laughs> it's all my relations with my earth, with my water, with my fire, with my wind, with my breath, with my body, all my relations. Mm. And I think if I pull at the thread that's coming to me at the heart of that is responsibility. And I noted there was something about when I've first read your bio kind of to just flick back into the conceptual for a sec and then come back into the embodied. Um, yeah, Julian is responsible. And I remember just reading that and I was like, he's responsible. And I was like, responsible. And just something about that choice of word and having followed your work and then going, that wasn't an accident. Like it was intentionally placed there, that word. And 
talking about going from regeneration and the reconciliation that's required and then at the heart of that feeling into right here in this moment the responsibility that's required from us and you mentioned it's just the ability to respond and I love that perspective on responsibility it's it's so refreshing I'm a language um, nerd right so yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah totally, totally. And um, yeah. the the thing that comes through for me, though, is, and this is mm. a question that I'm dying to sort of explore in this conversation is, I guess I'm going to go full turkey on it, right? So the, the, it seems like in our time, and we're talking a little bit about tech, that we've been shifting our responsibility towards machines to sort of find a panacea and an antidote to help us recover kind of the things that we're not able to take responsibility for. It's like, yep, let's build an artificial intelligence, something like a device that will clean the oceans for us. We're trying to take some responsibility. Let's try and push that to machines. And humbly, I've reflected that potentially we used to place our responsibility, some of that on God, you know, and it's like God willing, God will design, you know, so there's some an opportunity for us to sort of look at it you know, and the question that I've got is not just what like role does responsibility play, but even deeper, like are humans even wired for responsibility? Wow. Yeah, I think so. Yes, I think, I think we are. I think this is part of, uh, you know, the reason why we have these prefrontal cortexes and why we are like in such an interesting DNA mix, you know, we, and again, 90% junk DNA means we still don't know a lot of what's in that yeah. latent <laughs> DNA that is, you know, that's, that comes alive when we're in right relationship, you know, which, which is like field theory and like, this is mm. just such exciting stuff, right? But I do believe we're, um, we're able to respond, you know, I mean, when it comes to solutionism mixed with conceptual thinking that's when mm -hmm. you'll end up by wanting machines to fix what you built by building machines yeah yeah and when you you know like i don't i don't think sign um spirit spiritualisms or or religion will help us much either mm -hmm. but the idea that god already created it mm -hmm. meaning all of life is already here <laughs> and mm -hmm. so the Let's understand the mycelium and the fungi and the bacteria. This is a bacterial world. Like this is all made up out of bacteria and, and viruses and fungi. Like we got to just look a little closer and we'll understand what can help us, right? Mm -hmm. But then to a lot of the havoc we've designed, I mean, man, it's just, it's just so shockingly simple. And again, I don't know, I might be wrong, but the only thing I can come up with with my mind is that we just got to stop doing some of the things we're doing. Mm -hmm. We just literally got to stop putting toxins into the soil and the waterways we literally have to stop overfishing the oceans we literally have to stop um, changing the waterways of the planet you know mm -hmm. right now in, in british columbia where you know I, I i live most of the year uh in canada west coast pacific northwest uh songi's first nations territory out, out there like the, the salmon that was the lifeline of an entire tribe of people forever the salmon are not swimming up river anymore simply because of fisheries and dams because get this we created atlantic salmon fisheries in the pacific coast and they have like pollutants and bacteria on them that then kill the native salmon and, and, and the dams are just as, as bad because they interrupt the waterways. So it's simple things like that, that we thought is progress. 
that are actually mm. disrupting the ecosystem that we have to stop doing that the same with overfishing the ocean let's just stop mm. let's just stop killing animals by the hundred millions and come to all my relations mm. actually i'm not saying no one should eat fish anymore or no one should eat meat <laughs> or no 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 you know but a global food culture, though, based on destruction of ecosystems of, you know, killing the soil systematically, if like poisoning the waterways and I mean, killing in general, I don't mm. think is the way to go. And I think we've we've now this time conceptually understood that many mm. people have conceptually understood this, but our embodiment is still lacking based on economic interests and, and greed. Right. And so that's, again, the transformation needle. And so conceptual ideas and conceptual understanding isn't bad but mm. it only serves us to then again move into embodiment because otherwise we'll, we'll talk about the planet dying until until we die on the planet i don't think yeah. the planet needs saving you know like our interaction <laughs> so you said are, are humans responsible or able to respond was the initial question here right and so our interaction with the planet is what's vital and what what wants to transform mm. it's a deep it's a deep barrel for sure it is right because it's it's so hard conceptually only conceptually so hard to take responsibility for everything yeah to take like it's like the minute i start looking at like you know and there's this there's this trip that happens when you start going down the path of like towards self-realization you start to awaken and you start to sort of realize things and say like, okay i'm responsible and actually potentially the outer universe doesn't even exist. The fact that I see the sun, but it's my eyes and I've only ever seen the world with my eyes and it's happening out there, but in these eyes, is it even happening? And it's like, <laughs> holy crap, I've got to take responsibility for everything. And it's like, but then there's people dying in Africa from diseases that I can't even want to think about what the consequence of those things looks like like a third of the planet throws its food out, like literally throws its food out. And there's a third of the planet that doesn't have food. And I start to look at this and it's like, okay, like how do I even begin to take responsibility for that? Cause in my heart of heart, conceptually, I just like to take that click and fucking drag and put that over here, <laughs> you know, just so there's not starvation on like, you, you, you see the way, the way you've just framed all of this is perfect for this conversation. Cause it brings us back to the very beginning of the idea of essence. Right? So, mm if you try to conceptually solve this and conceptually take responsibility, you will end up disempowered. And then you're more receptive to a lower vibing uh, solution for your own life path, right? It's like, oh, well, maybe I can't do all of this. Let me just make like $10 million and buy a third car, mm -hmm. whatever it is that comes to your mind. I would, you know, don't wanna go into conspiracies or rabbit holes, but I would say it's by design Mm. to disempower that's why our real mission is to empower all individuals to express their unique gifts into this world because mm -hmm. when you simply follow your essence on the path of self-realization and from your essence you give yourself to life you will you won't be a lazy bum you will contribute <laughs> to the greater good so much you will simply show up because you mm. will want more of it too right and you will want to have a positive connection, impact, and relationship to your local environment and possibly to a larger environment, depending mm -hmm. on who you are, depending on the context you're in. And here's the kicker. We don't know all of the actions and consequences that are happening on this planet. So if mm -hmm. you 
were to create the biggest ripple you can in Melbourne and broadcasting that into the world. Mm. That might inspire one other person, <laughs> might not even be from Melbourne. They might just visit Melbourne one day and they're like, this Amrit guy, these inspired evolution people, I love what they're doing. And this mm. kid is maybe from, I don't know, Tanzania. Mm. And then it brings that gift of inspiration home, right? Like that's why mm. you do what you do because you know mm. it has this impact on people. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean everyone should do a podcast, but it means that when you simply follow what's yours to do, the, the cause and effect of it, it has mm. a higher intelligence than what my conceptual mind can even understand. Now mm. we're back at the level of like God or interconnection. And, and, and so, yeah, we, we definitely want to take responsibility for damage. We want to reconcile mm. both what we did to our own species, as well as what we did to the natural world. Mm. And there's tons of, tons of steps to do on that everywhere on the planet mm. even with latest developments and you know how profit overrides human dignity or health tons of reconciliation and forgiveness to still do mm -hmm. but then as we're saying yes to that process and we're committed to that process i believe expressing from your essence is the best remedy you can gift to the world because then as you come alive more people come alive and as mm. we have people that are alive mm. we're starting to embody a planet that is in more integrity now I'll, I'll i'll share one pragmatic caveat okay please it does mean that what you do and what you consume and how you interact with the world you amrit and me julian has to come into alignment and integrity with our values mm. and that has been really fucking tough in this world over the last 20 30 years i said this a little earlier we're in a paradoxical time yeah well the, the the beauty is that where the paradox is there's also like a lot of gold yeah but, this is that trauma that i was asking about that like when i couldn't frame it yeah yeah yeah. please please yeah but like yeah man i mean this is my personal spiritual belief and i don't want to mm. subscribe it to anyone else but yeah i think we are on a fucking wild ride coming in <laughs> i'm 35 this year 1987 you know harmonic convergence Mm. moving into this world that's totally on decline <laughs> ecosystem collapse and we're experiencing the transformation and turnaround picking up the legacy of the indigenous people and hopefully mm. being able to embody this ourselves so much that the next generations can live in freedom rather than in ongoing slavery and in that process people like me we're total walking paradoxes i am mm. a walking paradox to come to brazil i have to take an airplane I'm I'm local everywhere and nowhere. I've been a nomad since I'm 15. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. because I understand my role as who I am, not what I should be, and so I can reconcile the paradox as well. But for example, I don't eat meat, not because I don't believe people shouldn't eat meat, but because I don't want to participate in that killing industry at all and so i just it's just a no for me you know i eat meat mm. like once a year when a friend who has his own farm and kills his own animal does that i'm, I'm you know sometimes i'm inclined to say yes to like honor that relationship mm. but i don't want to contribute in any way shape or form to the killing industry that is that is uh, agriculture on this planet mm. and food and food culture and i sometimes still eat fish so again the paradox mm. gets bigger here because I could just say no to that, right? And so, so these are the things, that's why I said a few times, like we all make a lot of mistakes still, like me included, 
yeah, that's a continuous alignment to find and bring into embodiment. And, and you know, like maybe 30 years ago, people didn't know that, you know, we shouldn't put this certain kind of ingredient in the spray bottles because it creates like havoc in the ozone layer or whatever. And, and then we fixed it and we stopped doing this, right? Mm. Random example. I don't even know mm. if that's a total true example, but it's mm. a good example to showcase we could just learn that quick when we understand something isn't good for the world. Like let's say Roundup and <laughs> let's create laws, yeah. right? Pragmatic step. Let's create laws that allow nature to represent itself in court already happening in New Zealand and in Ecuador mm. and in some, you know, projects so that a company in an economic interest cannot override legally is not mm. able to override the representation of nature, the waterways and the soil. Now, if we do this over five years, 10 years, possibly we could move out economic interest over the soil health interest on this planet. Mm -hmm. Maybe it takes longer, but it's stuff like that, that we will have to do to come back to your question about like, how do we reconcile? What's our responsibility? How do we even mm. show up with all of this? Yeah, man. I mean, this is the best I can, I can, I can give it today. This is what's, you know, it's not what I came up with thinking about it, though. Again, it's not conceptually mm. on my path. These are the answers I'm starting to see. Mm. And people like you are actually powerful mirrors for me because I can see that you're seeing similar answers come into the field mm. and other people like us and some of the pioneers in science and, you know, like medicine they're seeing these answers come in like people like dr zach bush for example who's like mm. surveyed what happened to the soil and to you know to the the gut biome of the people and autoimmune disease and it's just like well this is some real research i mean mm. this shit should be mainstream knowledge within a year yeah. if, I, if it was for me you know yep yep and that's the mission that i feel that we're both on as well mm. Thank you so much for that reflection. And it is such, you know, there's a part of me that's tempted to end the podcast on, on the mic drop because <laughs> I feel like we're there. <laughs> but there's just before I let you go, I do want to um, just spend a couple of moments reveling on just the journey of the podcast. We were talking about this a little bit at the beginning, just to sort of lighten the load a little. Um, yeah, man, it's been my most epic personal development you've mentioned lifelong learning it is you know it's it's a total trip um we talk about you know responsibility and even just the fact that is reality even happening out there or is it just my eyes seeing the world and i, I often trip and i'm like so one of my favorite things to do is conversation i get to have conversations with amazing people on the other side of the planet like yourself today here and the side effect is I share those thoughts with people and we collect a community around the positive transformations that are underway. <laughs> like, what is the downside of this? And it's like, wow, this is, it's been such an amazing journey. It's been such a blessing. But one of the, one of the things that I wanted to sort of tune in with you around today was I remember this Ram Das quote and he started, uh, he started his talk with, I'm acutely aware that those that know don't talk and those that talk don't know. <laughs> but I loved it today because you're like, yeah, I don't know. That's me embodying actually. <laughs> so that really brought that home for me. Um, but this conversation around 
peace and change, silence and conversation. Peace, change, silence, and conversation. And sort of the dance that I imagine both you and I, because I'm just speaking from my experience, have to interface with is that everything is perfect. It is nature. It is, you know, with nature, generally everything is perfect. And when you drop into your silence, we're there already. <laughs> but then there's these conversations, which both I can imagine or speak on behalf of myself, I feel re really important to have for the change that's coming um, and the change that we wish to see in the world. And it's a, it's a difficult rub to sort of articulate, to revel in with anybody else. But I love that you mentioned the paradoxes because I really feel it is one of the challenges of this time. Um, but being a podcaster, consistently learning, and just even just being able to dance with the paradoxes, so many different people speaking about so many different things in so many different little nuanced ways, all with the same, and I love this about you, essence, <laughs> right? That it's like, oh, you start to see the patterns after a while. Podcasting is a journey for you, brother. How's it been? What does it mean to you? Like, yeah, just, just reveling in that process. Beautiful setup. And um, I'm glad that, you know, we're reflecting that for each other also. It's, mm. it's very interesting. Um, it's a journey of self-development. It's a journey of, you know, lifelong learning or a, a reflection of the commitment to lifelong mm. learning, uh, right? Um, it's a way to weave a relationship and to build relationships that are meaningful, mm. um, which I really appreciate, especially, you know, one of the things I also do is I host events and immersions and, you know, what formerly was maybe called retreats. I don't love the word retreat as much, but you could call it that for the sake of understanding. And in those retreats, for example, I often teach much less and let the framework teach. So we have silent days in, in those experiences, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, another paradox, even though maybe I could tell like a story of the 300 podcast episodes I've made. <laughs> I don't need to necessarily carry that everywhere. I can do that over dinner if someone wants to know. Mm. But to come back to the podcast, yeah, it's, it's also been a way to learn to ask really good questions and to continue to get better at that. Because mm. since I don't know, following also Ram Dass's setup there and quote, mm. since I actually really don't know, man, because the future isn't written. The future is being created by those who are dreaming it to be. Now, we could, we could follow the dream that is dreamt for us. Hint, hint, look into our mainstream media. There's a dream being dreamt for us that has many people in a hell, hell, like hallucination and in a lull, you know. Mm. Um, or we can become active participants in the dreaming process. And then there are patterns of what's likely going to happen in the future. But really, it's 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 not set in stone. And so my personal understanding of how to interface with that is to ask open-ended questions. It's something I coach mm -hmm. and teach with as well is open-ended questions that you hold in your consciousness over days, weeks, months, sometimes years, you know, um, you can journal with them. You can, you know, you can, you can take them to specific power spots, et cetera, but open-ended questions are a great way to practice listening. And so mm -hmm. maybe that's, that's a bit of my, my share about podcasting it's also been today you interviewed me and so you know i, I get to just share as much as I, mm. I is in me today but often in podcast episodes i 
I give my best to, you know, be the, the 20 or 30% of the episode so that mm. the person I'm interviewing can shine because I want to become a better and better listener, not just in the interpersonal, for sure also in that, mm. but I'm practicing it in the interpersonal to become that for life. Mm. Be- because, and I know it sounds really deep and it, it, it possibly also is, but because it's actually a difficult process, that's why. Mm. Yeah, you, you understand that, right? Like, All my relations. Yeah, man, like, like when I go out there into this beautiful world of Alto Paraiso right now, I could listen to what my role is or I could assert my role, project, colonialize my role, project my role. Hmm. And the temptation to project the role based on what people kind of give you a feedback you should do or what your skills are, what your bank account can do is really high. Especially if I spend my whole day in headphones and then on my cell phone and have like hmm. an agenda. And I don't want to demonize people that are really busy. Like, you know, for some people, that's just the right thing to do. But I had the deep desire to create more listening in my life to nature and the rhythms of nature and to people and people that I specifically wanted to call into my life. That's what podcasting is for me. Mm. I can call people into my life, right? And with that, I'm, I'm understanding that, you know, this is kind of like the through line, like the, the, the through line, beyond the portal that is the paradox Mm. because i'm at the paradox and the paradoxical door all the time right (laughs) but when at the paradox you surrender and come back to listen first and connect to essence breath work silence journaling Mm. simply going slower if you got to go fast life will tell you you'll know in the moment Mm. you don't have to always go fast like we don't need a hyper caffeinated society we actually don't (laughs) need that And I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but so so that's the process, and I hope it was clear how I how I kind of you know yeah. found my way there. That's the process. That podcasting is a reflection that allows me to practice this. Mm. And three hundred episodes that are that are out there, you know, um, literally just episode three hundred and four or something is what I recorded earlier today. Mm. You know, they're just a they're like a library of conversations around regeneration, around yeah. self development, around um, you know, these ways that we're growing as, as, as residents and stewards mm. of the green and blue planet. Yeah, it's really inspiring as well. I find the listening piece is such a massive piece and I honor you for, for reflecting that back because even um, just even in my coaching practice, it's, and I, it's hard to articulate this to people but that, don't, that haven't had the, the embodied experience of it. Um, but like even in today's conversation, we went from, you know, we went from regeneration and there's like that thread of, uh, there's some reconciliation at the heart of that. And then in the reconciliation, it's like, and there's <laughs> some responsibility at the heart of that and sort of learning to listen in such a way that, you know, learning to find, and I'm definitely still working on it. This, and this potentially runs the risk of me sounding like I've mastered something, <laughs> but, um, you know, like learning to listen deeper in terms of going, okay, what is the thread that is the, the gooey part of it and even just listening in a way that you know I often found there was initially I would rock up to podcasts and have prescribed questions and then every now and then there'd be this don't ask that question bro don't ask that question there was like this this like in a, in a tabooness that would rock up and it's like don't ask that question that might offend that person and then uh, like once or twice I was like 
budget <laughs> and then ask it you know and then it was like wow and like the whole podcast went into like such a like the conversation went in such a deep when i was learning to listen to the other person to see what was even listening to emerging within me to ask and just kind of going okay i'm going to try and honor that and see what happens and learning to listen to the dynamic between the two and i love the way you described the potency of listening um it's helped so much with my coaching practice as well and I think the big takeaway again also for me today is also, yeah, just the the listening to the world around me, all my relations, all my relations, all my relations. I'm going to add one more thing. Um, we didn't really get to talk about this a whole lot today, but, you know, mm. um, shameless shameless plug at the end of the episode here. So, um, there is a, a new project that I'm, I'm putting out with one of my, my friends and business partners. It's called The Breath Portal. It's a mm. course, a breathwork course. And it's not breath work the way that most of people that have listened have experienced before, but it's a fusion of everything we've learned about breath work from Kriya Yoga, Kundalini Yoga, Hatha Yoga, Pranayama, breath work, holotropic, Wim Hof style. Mm. We've condensed this into a, a seven day and a, um, a 21 day course. It's, it's about yeah. to launch. So it's awesome. good, to, good to plug. But the reason why I'm mentioning it is because breathing and the active engaging of breathing is what opens the space for me. This is how I've learned it through yoga and through the role that yoga has played in, in, in the last decade of my life. And even in conversations, you know, you can practice it. You can put the tongue on the roof of your mouth and simply like practice ujjayi breath, like ocean breath by yourself, listening to someone. Because that way you're present with your breath and the listening, your mind cannot drift off. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, that same listening then, it goes for all of our relations. It goes for the interview or the coaching or the, mm. the partner or the friend, but it mm. also actually goes for the space itself. Mm. So if you're, you know, if you're in a group of 12 people and you're at an event or a, an immersion together, you want to regularly just breathe and listen to understand what's in the field here. What are these 12 people feeling and thinking and wanting, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's just me projecting my desire and my thoughts <laughs> and what I've learned in the past. But, but that was fine to the point. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm also not a master at it, right? I'm, but I'm, yeah. I'm very committed to that practice. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that just like with languages, I don't, worry anymore if i do it wrong either i used to, i used to worry to that you know you end up looking bad if you make mistakes mm. it's okay to sometimes be the loud guy in the room it's okay to sometimes be the obnoxious person or mm. or to be maybe even the silent person that doesn't say anything but can we connect to what the space informs us mm. because that is like latent DNA level field theory stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like, like the, the field is talking to us because we're one with the field. The earth is talking to us because we're one with the earth. Mm. Mm. I want more of that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, and learning to cultivate that through the intimate setting of community yes. to the, glo the local conversation. Exactly. Rather bear. Podcasting is a small reflection of it. <sighs> 
Brother Bear. Oh, it is such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing yourself so abundantly, so openly, so vulnerably. Um, in all your I don't knows and being willing to go there and going eco versus ego. And man, just really, really, really appreciate you um, showing up fully and being here and doing this with us today. I know it's not just today's conversation that I get to thank you for. It's the lifetimes of work that you put into this, you know, it's a journey, we're all on it and we definitely haven't mastered it or on that path, but just honoring you for your walk and uh, and all the work you've put into it this far and just having this, affording us the opportunity to revel in this conversation. I will say one of the guests I've had on, Stephen Jenkinson's, uh, Stephen Jenkins, and he, he sat with a lot of people um, that were transitioning from life to death. And one of the things he said is that we actually took for granted our elders and there's no, there's a dying breed of elders in our society. Um, and that a lot of people just grow older, but they don't become elder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the question I asked in that podcast was, how do you discern becoming an elder versus becoming older? And he said, oh, that's actually very simple. And I was like, okay. And the response he gave to the, in the podcast was the question is what did you know two part what did you know and second part what did you do about it and it's your response to those two questions in sequence that determines whether you just grow older or whether you become an elder now humbly and again i don't think we've mastered it but i do see a massive reflection in yourself and myself in this passion to at least have some sort of stewardship and become modern elders um, so just honoring you and witnessing you for that. So thank you so much, Brother Bear, for all the work that you thank do. Thank you so much. I'm ready for all your stuff in the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to, you know, like receive the compliment and also give it back to you and the work you put out there and the joy with which you show up and the like empowered, inspired, <laughs> loud energy. It's so refreshing, man. It's so refreshing and it's so good. It's exactly what the world wants and needs is, is more people lit up. And so I'm, I'm super stoked, honored and grateful to be on your podcast. Guys, links to everything that uh, William's been um, talking about today, even that breathwork thing, I'm going to try and get that link off you. I'm going to chuck it in the show notes below so we can, um, yeah, just continue to keep you inspired and evolving and that, uh, yeah, just keep honoring the green planet and blue planet that we call home. Viva! <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 